if you're saved. Oh, and now the other group, and that's the one I'm going to be talking to mostly, the people who are not saved, there are people here who will help you accomplish an objective. And let me, as I said, Brad said this last week, I, I, you assume, I assume you know what that means. Some of you don't have a clue. What does that mean? Saved from what? Saved from finals? You don't know. So, what that means is the Bible, which we believe in, says there's going to be an end time. And when that happens, those who've done what they're supposed to do will go to play this place that's going to be really neat. And we're not really sure what that is, but it's got to be better than this place. Then those who did not do what they're supposed to do are not going there. That's heaven and hell. Uh, so you, you have to, there's something you do, very simple. And if you want to read about it, it's John 3.16. That's all you do to be saved. But there's something I found out. This is my own thinking. I came up with this because I remember when I was in that situation in 1968 at 1.30 in Okinawa, Japan, in the Vietnam War. I remember it clearly. And it might happen to you too. Right when you really get to that point where you say, I want to have that happen. Something, and I now believe that's the Holy Spirit, comes into your head and he says, you must do this. It's something that you know in your own secret closet area that you don't want to do and it's in there. And God says, I want that. I think that happens in everybody's situation. Not become saved, you, you perfect, none of that. It's just this one thing that you don't want to give up. And here's what I mean by giving up. Everybody believes, well, not everybody. Some of you know that the Dallas Cowboys play football in Dallas. And you, you know about that. That's knowledge. You can't go to heaven unless, in this sense, joining the club or joining, doing what you have to do unless you join the team and you actually play. That's the difference between being saved and not. You believe it but you actually have to join the team or do something. Mine was sex. God said stop to me. Don't start, don't take what I'm saying to you and think that God said it to you unless he said it to you. Uh, <laughs> He said, now it's one thing to never have had sex. It's another thing to have had it, know what it's like, and then say no more. Oh, good luck with that one. Anyway, so in 1968, he said, you either do it or not. But you're not going to be with me unless you do it. That was mine. That was when my mind, when he says, come join my team. He said, you got you to turn that loose. That was so hard. But I did, and now I'm here today, 47, 48 years now of doing this. Now, I'm going to talk to those who have done that, who have said, Jesus Christ, I believe that you're who you said you are, and I want to join your team. I'm talking to you. The others, can, you can listen, but until you join the team, this is not going to make much difference to you. Uh, you... There are things you should, you're supposed to do to grow in this, in this life. I'm going to call the growth this journey. 
You, you start off and then you start moving in the journey. You do, I'm saying that for some of you who thinks that this is just a hocus pocus moment. You just say, here I am and now take me, I'm going to go. It doesn't happen like that. You start off and then you start growing. You go through stuff and you have to decide what you're going to do at, with the growth. So I'm going to talk to you, I have a lot of stuff that I've, that I've had to go through and I want to put it all together but I don't have time. So I'm just going to pick and choose some things that I think might help you. The guys in my group said to me, you know, you, you need to, you, you probably need to cover some things really quickly, but don't forget that you help them see how this growth starts and ends and where it goes. So I'm going to try to do that. I don't know if I'll be able to do a lot of information. Well, here's, the, here's my journey. Oh, that's one thing I decided. I'm just going to tell you about my journey. What I've learned is that you will hear me and pull from it what God is saying to you. Spiritually. You'll just pull from it. It'll hit a nerve. Brad shared last week about inductive and deductive reasoning. And so I listened and I thought, oh, that's what I've been doing all this time. Here, here's what I do. I look at each one of you and I put you in a category. Most of the time it's negative. I say, oh, look at him. And uh, look at her. She's saying, she ought to try to live with this hair I got. Uh, that's another story. Anyway. So, but now I understand some of you just go at this informational process different directions. That's okay. It was so helpful to me. So I'm going to talk to you like that. I'm going to tell you where I started from and kind of how I got here. And then I'm going to do something really different. At the end, I'm going to stop and pause for questions. I was a, ta- a teacher, and uh, I was talking to the young lady over here uh, for 16 years in a middle school. And I learned what you have to do with those kids other than tie them up and put them in closets. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> anyway, you, if you're going to ask a question, you have to sit through that pause when nobody's saying anything. And you wait because somebody will say something that will knock you off your feet. You just wait. And I'm going to wait. At the end, I'm going to give you a lot of information and I'm going to pause and say, okay, are there any questions? And I'm going to wait till you say something. Or we'll just sit here for a minute or two and no one says anything. That's okay, too. All right. I need to know what to do with my life. How do I follow this God? People will tell you, you need to follow it by going, listening to the Spirit. That makes no sense. What is that? Let me tell you in my terms what I think that is. Listening to the spirit. Something in your head enters into your mind. That's called thinking. You think. While you're thinking, stuff comes in there. I believe it's the spirit of God and Satan who's in your head trying to get you to follow them. How do you know who is who? Which way to go? There are three things you can do, I found out, that you can do to find out whose voice voice is whose. Pray. Another holy spiritual term, which means 
that you get into this physical position, however it is from any one of you, I don't know what you do, but you get in this position and you talk in a certain way. I don't know where people get that from. Oh, Heavenly Father, I what? What is that? I think you just talk. You just say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing here, and I don't know if you're there, and you just drive me crazy, and I don't want to do it. That's what I do. No, he says, here's what I found. You, you talk to this person in your mind, outwardly, write it down. You do something, but you communicate with this being, the Holy Spirit. And you say to the being, what is it you want me to do? However you do that. Sign language, loud, like I do when I'm driving, I curse. Why did you cut me off? You know, oh, I'm sorry, another story. Anyway, you talk to this person, and he answers you. Here's the problem with the answer. He's going to say, if you're requesting something, yes, you can have that. Or no, you can't. Or most difficult one for me, wait. That's the one that drives me crazy. So, I was talking to, and I cannot remember how to say your name. Where is it? How do you say your name? Takesia. About God speaking to us. <laughs> Where is Austin Daniel? I have a shotgun loaded for Austin Daniel. <laughs> anyway, so I was talking to him when I met my wife in 1968 and married her in 1969, the second wife. I was hurt by the first wife whom I married because she had this... Uh, that <laughs> anyway... And up here, it was like a uh, hurricane. <laughs> Nothing but air. Just this and oh. <laughs> Big mistake. What I found when I prayed to God, I said, give me a woman that will not cheat on me. That's what the first one did. Don't cheat on me. And love to do what I want to do. So here was a deal that, he, that, he, that was stressful. Do as I tell you and I'll do that. That's the hard part. So part of figuring out what you're supposed to do next with this prayer is do what God tells you in your head what to do. And I talked to this guy the other day. He said, I don't know which one of the voices is in there. There's so many. I thought, whoa, boy. Xanax, Xanax. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I said Here's what you do. You always know, and see if you don't agree with me, you know what not to do. You always know what not to do. Do not jump off a 20-story building because it will not end well for you. So you just know, don't do that. So you just go through life, you just don't do what you're supposed to do, and then God will show you what to do. Prayer is the one thing that you do to figure out who God is and what to do. Fellowship, like what you're having now, Here's the problem with the fellowship that most of the time we have. It's not honest fellowship. Because sometimes it's kind of painful in it. If you say, 
please don't come and talk to me. I don't really like you. <laughs> that's not something you, you don't do that. And I don't, that's not what I'm talking about. It's like this. In my church, I helped this guy grow and become a person like he needed to be. And he got up one day and mentioned three or four people who had helped him get to where he is. And I did most of the things. He didn't mention my name. Did not mention me. God say, what are you going to do about that? I ain't saying nothing to him. I wouldn't. I don't care if he goes wherever. I'm not praying for him to go to heaven. I got some places I want him to go. And that's a, so anyway, he said, you need to go to him and tell him what happened. Not in a you, 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 you kind of way, but you hurt me. You just hurt me. I finally did gain my brother. He said, I, you knew that you would want the main one. I didn't need to mention your name. That wasn't the point. I went to him honestly and openly, and he said, that's okay. We're all right. And I said, that was gain my brother. In this fellowship, you'll come through that door and God will say, Go sit in the in, in the white in the white section. See how you two brothers are sitting over there by yourself. <laughs> he said, "Go separate, separately sit in the white section." And then you'll say, "With whom?" He said, "You know who? That one over there. That's honest, fellas. I'm just picking up." <laughs> Probably never gave up. I just, but that's just, that's just the kind of stuff I'm talking about. He does, you know. You, someone will say, "I don't have any money to put in church." God says, "Get some money out of your pocket, which I gave you in the first place, and give it to him, and let him put it in church." That kind of fellowship. Sermon is over. You saw somebody over here that you've had something against for a long time. Get your little self over there and say, "Hey." I want you to forgive me. That's the kind of fellowship. Honest fellowship will help you stay in tune with who God is. And the last one, and I'm going to spend a lot of time on this one, read the manual. What's the manual? That's the Bible. It tells you how you're supposed to behave and what you're supposed to do. But it's very confusing. Let me tell you some things I've figured out about the manual. Especially the new manual was pretty good, but the old manual, my goodness, and he killed Tom, and Tom needed to be killed, and he cut his head off and put it all. I'm thinking, what book is this? This sounds like Channel 4 News. So, I'm going to tell you how you read the Bible. Pray, honest fellowship, read the Bible. Well, how? What do you do with the thing? I'm going to tell you some things I found out. First off, I basically don't agree with much it says. I don't like it. Because it's always telling me, love everybody. And I get to thinking, even that joker that cut me off when I was driving? Love everybody. Then he goes on to say how to love them. He says what to do to love them. Shoot, I got tired of reading it. So I got me another Bible. (laughs) And by golly, this this one I like, Brad. And the things that I don't like about it, I mean, if it's something that I don't like, I redact the darn thing. 
But there's some verses in here, by golly, that I agree with, so I didn't redact them. And here's one. Get my glasses here so I can see. This one I didn't redact. Jeremiah 22.3. Thus saith the Lord, execute judgment and righteousness and deliver the, the plunder out of the hands of the oppressors. And another one in that book that I didn't redact. Do not, let's see, yeah, do not, no, did not your father eat and drink? Love those verses. So I kept those in my Bible. <laughs> I didn't redact those. Okay. Here's what I found out about that Bible. I discovered this app. I'm dyslexic, I found out. My teachers just said I was bad. And they didn't know. I just could not read. And I didn't know why. Let me tell you something about some of you that's in this, in this class, in this group today. You might have the same problem I do. Some of you have the gift, and I don't know how you do it because I don't have it. If you have it, you'll say, yeah, what's, what's the big deal? You know? When you read, if there's a line, you start on the left and you read to the right. While you're while you're sounding out this last word on that line, you do something that I cannot experience. I don't know what you do. But you're able to hold that line, that last word, and look at this one and say that one and be ready to say this one. I can't. I don't see it. I look at that one, and then I have to find this one and then start. Then I have to find the line because the line's moved. The line's on move, but something's moving. And it, so I don't know what's what. So I can't read very good. It's just hard for me to read. I hate reading. Unless it's something that I really, really like. Uh, but, so, I found this app on, the, on my telephone. The Bible. Listen to the Bible. And now I can hear it. I listen to it. And, and during my exercise, I can hear it. And I, I've been a Christian for seven, 47 years. And I had never read the Bible all the way through. Most of those chapters, many of the chapters I didn't read. A lot of you are doing that too. It's called dive bombing. You just kind of go in there and grab a scripture, and the Lord said this and that. What about all that other stuff that he said? So I've now read the Bible or listened to it five times in the last four, four or five months. Five times entirely. And in English that I can understand the Message Bible, and I get it. I finally get it. I understand what God's talking about. This spirit that he's talking about, he says, do what I tell you. But when you read Lamentations, uh, Job, parts of Job, you go back and do Joshua, Ezekiel in those words, those Bibles, those chapters and books, you don't get it. I finally get it. He's saying, you read it, and I will show you in what you've read what I want you to do. And you're going to know what I'm supposed to do. You read it. But i got to trust it. i got to trust that he wants me to do it. I want you to listen to this song, because this song says to me, God said do it, and you need to do it if you want to. Listen to the song.
Thank you. I, uh, God has said, I am king in those Old Testament verses. Follow me. And you think, well, what does he want me to do? Read the Bible. Talk to him consistently. Honest fellowship. And you will know. You will just know. You, it takes a while, though. I told you about my granddaughter that I don't like her right now because she didn't do what I wanted her to do. That was three, two, three weeks ago. Some of you think that you can just, that you say that and then it's done. No, it isn't done. It takes a while. You just, because you want your heart to be changed. You want to do what God wants you to do, and it takes a while. So you ask, and you just keep living life. Just don't do what you know you're not supposed to do, and he'll show you what he wants you to do. One of the things that I've learned that in reading these scriptures, that he said to me, you got to understand, Amos is not going to say the same thing to you as he said to me in these verses. You just listen at what he said to me. If it communicates to you, then take it and go with it. In Amos, he told me what I was doing wrong and to quit doing it. Put Amos up there. Amos, the, the, the uh, and I want us to read it aloud. Let me see if I want to do that. Yes, 20, 21, 20 through 24. I think this way. What did I have up there? Yes, 20 to 24. I want you to read it aloud when I tell you. And then I'm going to tell you what God said to me in Amos. So you can see it's not hunt and peck and do and pick. He just says something. And I'm going to tell you what he said and why he said it. All right? Read it together aloud. He said, when I send somebody to you that's poor and hungry, I said, when did you do that? He said, feed them. Here's what happened. Some guy saw my name on my truck, big letters, knew me, found out something about me. I don't know how. He said, my transmission was damaged and it uh, it cost me $500. I paid $400. Would you give me $100? God said, I'm tired of you singing, going to all these religious meetings, having all these conferences, and I'll just do what I tell you. Well, how do you know? Read, fellowship, uh, talk to him. That's all I know. Immediately says, give him the money, but don't be stupid. 
go to the transmission place with him, see if he does need to pay one more hundred dollars and get the, the vehicle out, then pay it. Immediately. He didn't say anything else to me because I wasn't talking to him anymore. It was God, God telling me what to do. I paid for the transmission. Immediately. I, I, the reason I'm here today is I don't like my pastor, the one word I was going to church with. I know you all don't like talking like, oh, you got to love everybody. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, so I'm here, but I don't like him. I didn't. God said, there is nobody that I put on this earth that you have the, uh, the, the freedom to not like. I said, you got to help me because I, I don't. Help me. So he started the process, and now I get it. Now I understand that I need to like him, and I do, and I met with him and got that squared away. I listened to Amos. That's how I got that. And the, and, uh, and the last one is my wife, who I've been married to for 47 years, 46 years. In July, it'll be 47. Guys, When you get a good woman, you have gotten the other half of you that you didn't have, and she makes you whole. But, buddy, you're talking about hell. <laughs> you try living with one for 46 years. <laughs> and I absolutely love her. I, ha- I can't function without her. It is the hardest thing you will ever want to do. She was 20 years old when I married her and just beautiful. To me, she's still beautiful. She's older and things aren't working well on her or me. She is the joy of my life. I mean the joy of my life. I told her this morning, here's the hell I'm talking about. What do you think about this outfit that I'm wearing right now? I didn't really like the outfit. <laughs> but I've learned not to say, I don't like that, because that, that's some learning. So I said, so and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie and say I like it. So immediately God came into my mind and he said, say this. And I said, wow, baby, you know you. You kind of drive the wildness in me and make me go, and, which is true. Not the outfit, but her. And I saved that one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this happens every day of our relationship, every day. And I love her more and more every, t- every day. She's just, you'll see her. She's a blessing. That's what comes when you do what God tells you. He wants you to do. Now I'm going to give you one more feel good song. Play that second song. This is why you ought to follow God. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing bad. 
stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, oh right now, I just can't. It's easy to say when there's nothing to bring. Okay, that's all the time I have on that. Thank you. Let me tell you something that I've learned in daily. I like that song. I really do. Even though a white guy did it, still I like it. Anyway. Anyway. I don't always do what I'm supposed to do. Do not take that as though that's true. Anybody who speaks up here is going through what you're going through. We're just trying. We're just trying our best, and we mess up. This is kind of what we all do. I bought this doorbell from Home Depot to figure out what was wrong with mine. I knew I could take it back, and I couldn't substitute parts to figure out why my doorbell wasn't working. So I, shut up. So I, <laughs> you know who that was that rang that right there. Yeah. God, so you went in your ding dong. Okay, never mind. As it turns out, it was the ringer was bad. Now I figured it out, so I'm going to take it back. I thought, but I need the ringer. And they will take it back with one of these not in it. God says, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to keep it. That's what I said. I ain't taking it back. Well, I am going to take it back this time. There are times when I don't and I suffer. Well, I go through some stuff because of it. That's where it is in your, in your life. That's what we do all the time. This journey of the one, two, three things you do to find out the will of God, you just have to decide which one you're going to do. You're going to take the ringer back or keep it. What are you going to do? And we do that in our lives all the time. That's the stuff we go through. So I had some other stuff I want to present, but I'm out of time, and I want to make sure that I get these questions asked, answered, asked and answered. I'm going to leave it at that. So, anybody have a question that they want to pose to me? Just uh, I brought up some information, and now it made you wonder about something, and you want to ask a question. Anyone, raise thine hand, and I will try to answer. Yes. What do you mean? Like, sometimes I just get 
soul. And that keeps me from wanting to talk to God. Ah, okay. Good example. Good question. <laughs> Basically, what I'm hearing is he, things didn't happen the way you wanted to ha- happen, and now you're thinking, well, shoot. You didn't do it then. I ain't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to listen to you next time. I think that's what you're saying. Here's what I do. I forcibly choose when I'm in the will of God, when I'm where I'm supposed to be, to think only of the good. I just will not look at the bad. I choose not to. I just, in my mind, say, I'm not going to look at the bad. Example. I, they took some gravel off of this school over here, and I got it, the pea gravel that they took off the school. That gravel for a pile about this big is $2,000. It'll cost $2,000 for a pile that big of pea gravel. I got it for little or nothing. I spread it and it was full of dust all over, the, all in it, just dust. It rained day before yesterday and day before then and washed all the dust away and put it down underneath the pea gravel. I forced myself to say, that's a good thing you did, God. I have diabetes, type 2. That means my pancreas is not doing what it's supposed to do. So sometimes I'll think, why do I have diabetes? I'm the best person in the whole world. Why do I need diabetes? What's the deal, pickle? So he said, can you walk? I thought, whoa, yeah, I can walk. Can you see? Yes, I can see. Do your arms work like they're supposed to? And on and on and on. So I just force myself to think about that. You can, I could just as easily think about the fact that the thing is dusty. But I just say to myself, no, I'm going to think about the good, good part. That's what I do. Anyone else? Question? Yes. And then I'll come to you next. What are some Austin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Bad fellowship. Let me tell you what you do in this group right here. See if it isn't true. Somehow, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to get to this. I should make one of you come up and do it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You say, uh, Tom, come up here. Tom comes up. You hold your hands like this, and Tom holds, no. Jane, that's harder, male, female, like this. And look at each other's eyes for five, no, about 20 seconds, just without laughing. 20 seconds. And what I'm describing to you here is God will say something to you that will make this group be better. He'll say it to you. He's saying it to you now. You have to go do it. It's like, it's like me. When I go into a door and someone's coming behind me, I don't want to hold the door open for them. My wife said, you know, you're weird. I thought, yeah, and? So <laughs> he says, hold the door open for, open for them and greet them as they come in. That is the hardest thing for me to do. In this group, that's the kind of stuff. I don't know what it is, but he's saying to all of us, do something that's going to help the group. My advisors for my, in my Bible study said, I said, I don't want to stay after the, I give my message. 
because I don't want them to focus on me. So I leave right away. He said, stop doing that. Somebody in that group might need to come up and tell you something that lets you know God used you in their lives. This young lady threw her phone on the floor. <laughs> Brad, where are you, Brad? Where? He left the building. Oh, there he is. <laughs> she threw her phone on the floor. Okay. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Hold the door open for people. Greet them when they come in. Go ahead and go over there and say, hello, uh, black men. Here's the white section. Come over here and do something like that. <laughs> Just messing with you, brother. So that's what you do. Uh, Austin. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, how do you prepare Here's some things that I do, just steps. First, you've got to keep reading the manual. You just read it. it. I don't know how that works. It's a living Bible. It's a living word. It's alive. It's not just on paper. So you read it. Then you talk to him. I mean, talk to him. Like, whatever's bugging you. I don't know who you are. and You're confusing to me. I don't know what you do. I'm tired of doing this. And That's what you do. You talk to him. And then the last thing, honest fellowship. Now, here's what you do practically. So you, you say, okay, should I move to Dallas or stay here? In between that time, you know what not to do. D- don't just go live in the woods. <laughs> I don't know. That might, <laughs> that might be something you do. Uh, don't drive your car into a wall and say, God, let's see if you keep me alive. It's just things you don't do. But he will tell you what to do. And it'll be up here. You will just know. You won't know like, you'll only know it's like this. Are you going to eat breakfast or not? You, you, you're talking to yourself. Do I, should I eat breakfast? You think, well, yeah, I'm hungry. So you eat. That's all you do. Or you say, no, I don't want to eat. And you don't eat. I'm saying you, they're just things you know to do. But you don't know what to do about this situation. Just keep living your life according to what you know to do, and that it will come. It'll just step by step, it'll come. That's how I do it. Anyone else? Question? Oh, I know you have that question. I'm waiting for that one. I know you want to ask that question. Do you think I should cut all of my hair off? Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Yes. It's, that's called religion. When you've done that, and here's the definition of religion. Doing what you said God told you to do, and he didn't say it. You're doing stuff that God 
you said God told you to do it, but he didn't say it, and you keep doing it. You say, I guess the question is, how do I not do that? You be real careful before you do what I'm going to suggest you do, because God has a habit of answering your question, your desire. Help me. You say that to him. Help me. And he will. Now, here's how it'll happen. Here's how it happened with me. I go to the city council and the, the commissioner's court every week, and I complain about stuff. <laughs> they all know me. Oh, here comes Willie, <laughs> the, the prophet of doom. I'm just talking about everything that's bad. Doom, doom, doom. I'm Isaiah. And uh, God said, stop talking about the Bible. I was talking, I shared verses. Stop talking about the Bible and start living what I tell you to do. Do what you keep telling them they need to do. And then here was the hard part. Apologize to them and it's televised. You can go look at it. Back in last year, about this time, look, Google my name, Commissioner's Court, and you'll hear what I said, what I said apologize to them. The judge who is from hell apologize to that judge and say I'm sorry. I will not do it again. That's the answer he'll give you. If you, if you want to be like God wants you to be and not live in a routine situation ask him to help you and you watch. That's what I found. You watch he'll do it. Now when you get to that point, you're going to be where I am. Ah, the heck, I ain't apologizing to Judge Horn. I am not. And then he'll help you with that, that too. But that's what I do. Thank you all. I appreciate the time with you. <laughs>